It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Uh, Busy, busy time of year for the podcast. Uh, Busy time of year for everybody. There is, uh, in what we do, kind of things known as off-season content because you've got to find a way to get from April to August. So uh, we are right in the middle of that. Mitchell Forty and Gabe DeArmond here. No guests this week. This is an off-season podcast, no question. And it is actually what we've decided to do is the end-of-the-year podcast. Uh, Graduation was a couple weeks ago. Missouri sports, not quite done, but maybe all but done. Uh, This weekend, the SEC, uh, or I'm sorry, NCAA track and field championships out somewhere in California, and maybe baseball will play again. In all likelihood, baseball will not play again. Probably not yet. They uh, lost to South Carolina sometime in the wee hours of Wednesday morning, and I would anticipate, You stayed up to watch, right? Uh, no comment. I was asleep before it started. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I kind of thought about it, and then when it got, you know, start time got delayed till what, 1030? I was like, yeah. I'm going to have to pass. Uh, yeah. You know, we, uh, we went to a few baseball games. Apparently it ended at, I think it was like... 140 yeah. or in the, something like that in the morning but, but yes yeah long story short don't anticipate uh them getting into a regional with that resume high rpi yeah. not enough sec wins from yeah what i understand not impossible but unlikely so uh, again got got some uh individuals competing out at the the track and field stuff in california but other than that mizzou sports probably done for the year so we figured it was a good time to kind of look back at the year and um basically what we're doing is is just kind of a best of 2017/18 podcast kind of hitting on what the high points were from the last 9 months basically the the qualifications here we've just picked some random categories and the qualifications are it has to have happened during this school year so like Michael Porter committing is no longer in the running for uh you know the biggest story of the year and we will save biggest story I think for the end, we've got six or seven categories here. I will just go kind of uh, bottom to top. Uh, it, we're starting coach of the year. And like this is not like the uh, a draft or anything. We can pick the same mm-hmm. thing. We can totally agree with each other. But coach of the year, uh, you know, what what do you think? Well, uh, yeah, just like you said, we uh, we can't agree. I, I, I've going to try to maybe, uh, if you know, you pick something, just maybe agree with you, but also mention someone else just for the yeah. sake of uh, – of airtime, but uh, I'll I'll start if I'm starting for coach of the year. I got to go with Conzo Martin. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously we've talked at length about the adversity the basketball team faced this year with Michael Porter Jr.'s injury, with the you know dismissal of Terrence Phillips, the transfers of of so many different players, you know, Blake Harris, C.J. Roberts, and still uh, turning an eight-win team into an NCAA tournament team. Um. Really, really not sure I've seen a a coaching job like it. So that's you know my easy first pick right there is uh for coach of the year is, is Conzo Martin yeah I mean if you go back 14 months nobody thought this was an NCAA tournament team to be quite honest uh mm-hmm. I, Brian Smith is probably the other guy I'd mentioned because Definitely. he loses Jaden Cox and what well, they finished fifth or sixth, sixth. I think yeah. at the NCAA wrestling championships he just kind of does it every year uh and, and certainly I wouldn't argue uh with with anybody that thinks Brian Smith would be the guy to get the nod there but I mean Nobody at Missouri has taken over a program 
in the shape of the one Conzo Martin took over in a long, long time. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like you said, Brian Smith, I think, could win that award every year and I would be okay with it. Yeah. But uh, just the, the all the factors that went into not only did did Conzo Martin turn the team around to from eight wins to 20, but all the factors that, that were involved in the meanwhile were pretty remarkable. The other one I would, if we were like nominating three and picking one, the other one I would mention, and it's kind of strange to mention one who just got fired this week. Mm-hmm. I think Gina Fogue deserves, sure. you know, discussion. I mean, you want to talk about a bad situation, a team that wasn't that good last year, and two weeks before the season they fire the coach and she takes over. I, I don't know how you feel about it. I personally kind of, I think she got kind of a raw deal from Jim Sterk. Like, I feel like the way it went down, Jim Sterk should have come out at the beginning and said, look, this is a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to go find a coach. Uh, yeah. But barring a miracle, Gina Fogue was never getting the job. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to say she got a raw deal by not getting the full-time job right now, but I don't think she was ever going to. Yeah. I mean, the, they pretty much, you know, were as good as last year, if not better, right. despite uh, having the coach fired legitimately two weeks before the season started. Yeah. Like It's not like she had any kind of off-season to prepare for that or anything like that. Um, and, and, you know, obviously miss, missing the SEC tournament was disappointing, but making it to a, uh, I guess, so-called regional final, you know, against uh, against the defending national champions, you know, for, for the situation, that's that's pretty impressive. And Not bad. Yeah. I definitely, you know, I think, you know, being in the SEC and with the facilities the way they are, Missouri is probably well positioned to get a more experienced coach. But at some point down the line, I think, uh, you know, this this experience would probably be be helpful for for Gina Fogue. Have we worked out what day you are running your softball coaching hot board? For <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on that. I'll probably <laughs> I think there was a, a a message board thread on that. I'll probably okay. just plagiarize that. Yeah, excellent. Um, all right. So the next category we came up with, uh, and I don't want this to be an individual because I don't like singling out college kids in in this regard. But I, I had biggest disappointment of the mm-hmm. year. There is an obvious one out there, mm-hmm. but um, you know I've I've kind of got that slated in, in in another topic. For me, it was thirty five three to Purdue. Mm-hmm. I, there was I, I have seen I grew up watching awful Missouri football. I mean, when I was nine years old, Missouri went one and ten. Uh, they beat I believe it was Kansas State that year who went. 0 oh, and 11, um, and Kansas went two and nine that year and beat Missouri and K State. It was the Bermuda Triangle of college football, as it came to be known. Point being, I don't know if if the Purdue game this year was the worst Missouri football game I've ever seen, but it was in the top handful of worst Missouri football games I've ever seen. And the difference was like when they lost 73 to nothing to AM or 66 nothing to to Oklahoma, like you knew that was possible. Mm-hmm. They were truly that bad. I did not go into the stadium that day thinking 35-3 Purdue was possible. Absolutely not. No, I mean, you, Missouri was favored in that game. Um, and obviously, you know, you're not going to say a loss is impossible, but right. no one's expecting to see them get absolutely blown off of their home field. I mean, that that was – that I, I had that pick as well, actually. I, I agree, although I have one other thing I'll bring up just to talk about. Um, but but yeah, I mean to not not only lose you know that game, especially you know early on the season with you know <laughs> that just really deflates a team. Obviously, yeah. they ended up bouncing back from it. But 
the with the way it happened, yeah, I, that was my immediate uh, pick. Obviously, the, and that game could have been sixty-five to three if yeah. Purdue wanted it to be. Yeah, obviously the uh, the choice you were talking about that that could be mentioned in biggest disappointment involves uh, a back injury. Yes, but I I agree. We'll we'll talk about more about that later. The the other one. Um, I thought of just to talk about again my my first pick my pick there was the Purdue loss as well but the women's basketball uh, end of the season I yeah. think uh, merits consideration um, you know this was talked about as as the team that that could finally get to the Sweet 16 for Robin Pinchton you know having having Sophie, Sophie Cunningham as a junior um, you know having uh, Sierra Porter having Jordan Frericks, um and losing to a 12 seed uh, obviously. Didn't really see that one coming, so that's yeah. my honorable mention, I guess. Yeah, and and my my kind of third nominee would be not the Florida State game for men's basketball. It would probably be the Georgia game. Yeah, um, because I, I mean it was yeah it was Michael coming back and all that, but more than that, it was probably the only time the SEC is going to say yeah let's go play the tournament in Missouri. Right, right. right let's let's play it in in uh, in St. Louis and and give the Mizzou fans a nod and. Boy, it lasted two and a half hours. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You you were there. I wasn't, but as from what I understand, the atmosphere was was great. There was you know a lot of excitement in the city around Mizzou. I think I'm, I'm sure. I think it would have been even more so if they had you know won that game because they most survived to play Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, having having the tournament right there with Michael Porter Jr. back in uniform, I think everyone like had this vision of some movie scene where they win the right. SEC tournament in St. Louis and instead lost it. There was about a two-second window when I believe they were down two. I, I think it was with about 17 seconds left, and Michael rose up for a three-pointer from the top of the key where I think every person in that yep. building thought, I know exactly oh, my God, this is going to happen. Yeah. He's going to come back and win this game with a three. Mm-hmm. It did not happen. No. <laughs> it, uh, it, it went the other way. So, okay, the rest of the things are going to make you feel better than that. Maybe yeah. we should have put that later in the podcast because you may have now driven off the side of the road or at the very <laughs> least turned this off. But if you're still listening, um, team of the year, like, I don't know. I don't want to make it men's basketball heavy. I think that mm. was the team of the year. Uh, if you ask most Missouri fans, I think that was the team of the year of – I'll go with the wrestling team for the reasons we talked about at the beginning. Um, it, it doesn't get the buzz. It doesn't get the attention. But for, I mean, what that team did, it's the equivalent of, let's say Michael Porter had played this year and done everything they thought that everybody thought he was going to do. It's the equivalent of losing him and coming back the next year and being just as good. Yeah, uh, That's what Missouri, I mean, Jaden Cox is a generational, if not more than that, athlete at Missouri and to lose him and to come back and, and do everything Missouri did, I you know, I, I think I think the wrestling team the basketball team was a bigger story. The wrestling team was a better team. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That's one where I I didn't even really have a, a second choice down behind wrestling just because like you said, I mean Jaden Cox is probably the best wrestler in Mizzou history. I believe uh, Ben Askren was was won in a lot of yeah. titles as well. I don't really know the specifics, yeah. but you know, he he's an Olympian, an Olympic medalist and uh, you know, to lose him and still place in the top 6 and it could have honestly I think been higher. They were, you know, undefeated right. to enter. We had Brian Smith on this podcast. They were undefeated entering the NCAA Championships and you know, fourth fourth place wasn't out of the question, maybe even third. Um, so just the, the level of consistency that he's built is, is really remarkable. And, uh, you know, just from a, a 
postseason ranking standpoint, no other team at Missouri was even close to to finishing sixth you know, right. in the top six in the country. So to me, that's uh, an easy choice. Had had they won two games in the NCAA tournament, I would have picked women's basketball. Yeah. Um, because I, that team really, I mean, they had 11,000 fans, set a mm-hmm. program record. I, I, Missouri fans really got behind that team, but it ended, I thought, so badly that that, that kind of kind of knocks them out of it, which, which leads us to, and I'm going to let you go first on this because I think I'm going to pick somebody that that probably most people won't think of, but female athlete of the year. Well, I mean, there's one like really easy choice, and then in my mind, there's another one that is a pretty obvious choice, and then maybe you have a third. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, since I'm going first, I'll go with Carissa Schweitzer. We just had her on this podcast. If you didn't get the chance to listen to that episode, go check it out. But she uh, is a five-time, I think, national champion now. Um, she, I believe, recently won her eighth SEC title. Mm-hmm. Um, and then still, could win another. still could win another one here at the outdoor championships. And uh, I mean, like we talk about Jaden Cox being, you know, a like generational wrestling talent. Krista Schweitzer is that for running yeah. um, and a great ambassador for Mizzou, you know, says all the right things, does things like our podcast. So, <laughs> right. So, so I mean, scores so clearly, extra points clearly there. we give it. Yeah. We give her extra yeah. point. No, but, uh, yeah, we've actually so, had most of these people that we've talked about on our we podcast have good so for far. us for taking on the non-revenue sports yeah but, <laughs> but uh but yeah no that's like if you know i have there, there's a couple other options that are that would normally be deserving i think but with carissa schweitzer on campus i i can't pick anyone else given given the first choice here and i am i am picking a cunningham but i'm not picking sophie cunningham mm-hmm. um i don't know how many people read dave matter's story on sunday about megan cunningham she is a uh Actually, one of Carissa Schweitzer's teammates who three years ago was in a car wreck that left her father paralyzed and her in the hospital getting surgery because her skull had fractured. And um, sounds serious to me, Um, you know, and won an SEC title in the uh, 10,000 meters this year. Uh, I mean, it was legitimately one of these. We're not sure she's going to walk again, and she is now an SEC champion. I, she didn't have the year Carissa Schweitzer did, probably. She's not nearly as well-known as Sophie Cunningham, but, um, you know, I, I think, no offense to those other two, I think she overcame a little bit more to get there. Yeah, we, we should have made another category for that, but no, that's all. Yeah, no, that's 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 cool, too. I'm glad you, uh, glad you brought that up. Really, really amazing story, probably the— uh, the best best story of any individual at, at Missouri in, in recent memory. It is a good time to be uh, Cunningham at the University of Missouri. Yeah. I don't know I don't if think they're, they're related. Anymore. I'm pretty sure they're not related. But I don't think so. Still no. a cool name. Yeah. Um, okay, so male athlete of the year. Um, there's I, – I mean, I, I'm going to confess, I don't remember which wrestlers won individual national mm-hmm. titles. Um, We've given the wrestling team its love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think that – if you wanted to go with Drew Locke, I think you could because he set a bunch of records and he was an all-SEC quarterback and all that. Mm-hmm. To me, 7-6 and six overrides that. For me, it was Cassius Robertson. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the guy who, frankly, I think a lot of people did not think would start. And with two weeks left in the regular season, I thought he was maybe the SEC player of the year. And he was... He was the guy that wasn't supposed to be, but that ended up being the face of this turnaround. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I actually had Drew Locke kind of third on my little list here, which I think a lot of people would find surprising. Obviously, the numbers are incredible, but I first to your Cassius point, and I'll bring up someone else. Uh, you know, he generated, like he, the basketball team had such a breakout year, as we mentioned, and generated so much buzz and, you know, really could have 
maybe set the stage for for you know a uh, you know a few good years to come. Maybe not right away, but eventually that that we didn't think would happen this quickly. And he was the main reason why. He was the heart and soul of the team. I mean, he was the emotional leader. He kept the team you know going when, through some of these uh, these terrible you know adversity things that we mentioned before. Um, and like you said, he was, you know, in the running for SEC player of the year. He was so, I mean, just whenever the team needed a bucket, it felt like he was, you know, it was always going to, or it should have gone to him. <laughs> right. I won't get yes. into that. Frequently it did not, but. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy that, that you had confidence in to get it. My pick, though, um, is actually Hayden Buckley. Um, I, I thought about him, yeah. He, uh, I mean, he's done, you know, some of the things he's done this year. I believe he's won four times in like eight tournaments, which, you know, when you think about it, there's like 70 tournaments at e- or 70 golfers at each of these tournaments. So your odds of winning one are, are somewhat slim to do it like half of the time. That's, you know, that's what Tiger Woods was doing back in obviously against competition, but in his heyday. And he, uh, he set a couple different Missouri records. He shot a 61 this year, which for anyone out there who golfs, that's like, I mean, that's a good score for nine. Right. I was, <laughs> I, I'm playing tomorrow. Like I'll be sitting 61 on about 11. Yeah. Yeah, he shot a 61. He shot like a, I, I don't remember the number. He set the uh, the three round total for Mizzou as well, which was averaging in the low 60s. It was under 200, so you know for three rounds. Um, and so th- that uh, yeah, he uh, you know golf doesn't obviously get the the you know attention that that football or basketball does, but we'll give Hayden his due here. And lost a playoff to right. make the NCAA championship. Yeah, yeah. The Missouri ago. golf team didn't qualify, but the top player at their regional or whatever it was would have qualified and he was in a tie for first but lost in a playoff so his Missouri career is done so our last category that we had written down and we might might talk about a couple other things after this but the last one we had written down was story of the year like there's really no question right mm-hmm. I mean we we still answer questions about it every single day <laughs> every day yeah um there was this Porter kid that came to Missouri and um wow I I don't I mean I, I've covered some uh, some wild storylines, but the where will he sit and will he play mm-hmm. and it, what's going on? Did he that, actually have surgery? Right. That went every day from, I don't know, November, whatever that was, November 10th, yeah. I guess, to really till the Georgia game was, it, it, it was, it was, there was not a single day that went by that I was not asked more than once what was going on with Michael Porter. Yeah, no, not only is it the, was he the biggest story of the year, but of probably recent memory at Missouri. I mean, obviously, you know, you get the the number one player in the country from your own backyard. That's going to, you know, people are going to get excited. But then the not only the injury, but the just misinformation and kind of drama surrounding yes. it was almost unprecedented. The I mean, Instagramming. You know, it's like on the same day that, that his, like, that the coaching staff in the school, which his father's a part of, says that, that he's going to be out for the rest of the season. He's like, whoever said that lied. Was, Ooh, well, yeah. that was you, I think. So, uh, yeah, no. And then just from then on, you know, the the constant speculation, is he cleared? Oh, then now he was cleared. When does that mean he can play? Will he ever play? Oh, I guess he didn't play any of the regular season games. He's not going to play. Oh, now he's playing. Like, it was, it, I've never, you know, I, you've, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have, but I can't think of a, a drama quite like that one. And it just truly sometimes made you feel dirty. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is what we're talking about because mm-hmm. there's a team here that, like we said, is, but, but I get it. Like, I'm not blaming anybody. We mm-hmm. understood the demand for it, but, uh, yeah. no question that was the biggest story of the year. Um, I, I mean, I guess one of the other ones has to be, 
the football team like Turn rescuing around, its yeah. season from the dead. And yeah. you can talk about how valid you think that was and, and who they beat and all that, but they, they did kind of go on that death march where every coach they, they faced <laughs> got fired shortly thereafter um, following what was, was clearly the uh, press conference of the year with yeah. Barry Odom after I was our, actually uh, going to bring that up at the end. Of, of, <laughs> if I had to make up another category, the, the tirade of the year. Yes. But uh, no, yeah, that I, I thought of But the, it was so controlled. I don't was, know yeah. if tirade Maybe not tirade, right. yeah. Just, just, it, it, a know. lot of people called it a rant, and I kept thinking, but he went in there like knowing exactly what he wanted right. to say. This was not like unplanned off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is no. the speech of the year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I definitely, yeah, I thought of the, the football turnaround as well. I mean, obviously, in hindsight, maybe it's not like, you know, as incredible thinking back of who they beat. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I definitely would not have pegged them to go following that Auburn loss to go to win six in a row. I no. thought they were on their way to about three and nine and no more Barry Odom honestly so I think we all thought that um and and then if we've got to come up with a third story of the year like I don't know I I would maybe go with with just that Sunday against Tennessee um you know the Missouri women's basketball team getting 11,000 people in the stands Mm -hmm. uh which was you know certainly had never been done here before um you know in, in kind of everything that surrounded well you know what no honestly I'll go Missouri women's basketball in South Carolina mm-hmm. as the third story. I think that that's I was going to bring that up as well. Yeah, I think that's the 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 better one. Just with Sophie Cunningham coming off the entry, wearing the knee brace, and like almost going for a triple double, and and uh, then like a lot of energy around the program. And sued then, the yeah. athletic director. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. ever happened. Just yeah, I, the I rivalry in general. To yes, me. you're right. That no, that that became a thing out of nowhere with the defending national champions. Like yeah, yeah. That yeah. that was that was yeah. This, there was lawsuits filed. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't and, know how I forgot that. And one. oh, by the way, Haley Troop will be eligible for Missouri women's basketball next year. She transferred from South Carolina, mm-hmm. so I don't think the um, dislike is. It's certainly not going away as long as Sophie Cunningham is on campus. Definitely. I know that. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I thought that that we we hadn't written down, so it's going to be completely off the top of our heads here, is game of the year. Um, I don't know. I, the Tennessee one, certainly. Uh, the South Carolina women's basketball game. The And I wasn't at this one, but uh, men's basketball beating Kentucky at mm-hmm. home. Those those kind of jumped to the top of my mind. I'm sure there are others I'm missing. Yeah, I I if I had to pick one, I might even say the the Iowa State game. Although the the Porter injury obviously cast a lot of there was a lot of you know mm-hmm. uncertainty and and dread kind of along the lines of that. But I actually was in the building for that one as a fan, and I remember just being kind of blown away at how loud Mizzou Arena was because because you know, people your during age my, had never during seen my it four way. years I legitimately right. had never seen it that full or loud and so just that that was uh that was kind of a big watershed moment I think in the basketball turnaround I think probably the Kentucky win is a lot more meaningful mm-hmm. um and that one was definitely right up there as far as volume maybe louder maybe more uh more excitement um but I thinking I mean other than yeah the women's basketball uh game against Tennessee other than other than those two sports, I can't think of like one single game from another sport that was really, I mean, you know, that. Uh, the other one I can think of, and it's it's kind of tough because obviously none of us were there. Was the I think like seventeen sixteen win over Iowa in baseball oh, yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was like a well played game, but it was certainly memorable. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I mean, and even the like the one this past weekend to uh, 
to get into the postseason, yeah. like do or die. That's that's worth mentioning. You know, that's that's exciting. Big, uh, yeah. you know, big stakes. Um, senior day, last last regular season game of the season. You have to win to get in the SEC tournament. And, they, and they was did. tied in so, the bottom of the seventh this, inning. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and then uh, one that doesn't quite fit in that category, but the practice of the year was clearly Missouri versus Kansas in the spring. Uh, yes, that we should. Yeah, we should bring that up. The fact that that happened. That was. That's a you know a yeah. big a big thing that will be remembered. Which leads into kind of the the other thing that I wanted to hit just. Uh, to wrap this up and, and try to get to about 30 minutes to make it worth people listening. Um, it's, it's been brought up on our message board a couple times this week and the sec big 12 challenges coming up, by the way, for anyone who does not follow me on Twitter, it is not a surprise that Missouri is not in this. We knew that a year ago, people seem very angry about it, but it was set that way a year ago. So, uh, no, uh, malfeasance on the part of the sec other than maybe, I don't know why you need to set it two years in advance, but anyway, um, more what I want to bring up, and I'm going to exclude Kansas from this discussion because m- the majority of people would pick it. But I want to go in baseball and then in football. If you are given the schedule, if you are given the power to schedule a series with one team to say, hey, you know, you get a home and home with this team and we're going to start with basketball. What do you do? Oh, man. And, and you can't say Kansas. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, there's a few decent choices for basketball. Like, I, I think West Virginia has a little bit of appeal because, yeah. one, there's a storyline with how that game played out last year, and, two, it's always going to be like a good RPI game. But that's kind of far. You'd like, I think you'd like for a non-conference game like this to, uh, to have someone in the vicinity. Um, I don't hate the idea of playing Kansas State in like at, at a neutral site, uh, maybe Kansas City or going home and home because that's travelable. Uh, I think I'm I'm totally I did not prepare for this. Yeah, neither but, uh, did I, other than for I think, about a I'll, minute driving. Yeah, off the top of my head, if I had to pick one, I guess I guess I'll go Kansas State. Okay, the one that popped into my head, and it, it's not like a, a natural rivalry or anything like that, but they have played in the past, and there have been some good games, and it, it's kind of a regional thing. I would like a home and home with Indiana. Okay, uh, yeah. especially because I think Archie Miller will have them, you know, pretty pretty decent in the yeah. next couple of years. Uh, you know, like, and then I tend to go selfish on things like this. Like, I'd love to cover a game in Chapel Hill. Oh yeah, like well, North I didn't Carolina know that was, would I didn't be know cool. That was an option. Yeah, like just out, not just Big Twelve. Just pick okay. a team. Uh, you know, so those like Indiana, Carolina. If I'm going Big Twelve, like, yeah, West Virginia would be all right. Um, I I wouldn't hate Oklahoma State because mm-hmm. Gallagher Iba. I I'd like to go down there. Yeah. Um, you know, and they've already played Iowa State and all that, but but no, Indiana and and I think I either North Carolina or Duke for completely selfish right. reasons. So that I that has could nothing go. to do with the quality of the game. It would be, right. but yes, I would love to go cover a game in both of those places. Another one that that actually I thought about um, because I think it would still be somewhat of a name and might get you a win that would people would notice. Schedule Louisville sometime in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah they're they're probably not going to be as good but I, again you want to talk about cool places to watch a game the yum center is a nice it's i've a not nice been arena. it's very nice you get free fried chicken no but there's it's like twenty-two thousand chairback cushion seats so there's <laughs> that <laughs> all right so football we, we this question comes up every year mm-hmm. um and, and the one i always say is i'd love to see a three three game series with nebraska columbia kansas city lincoln but there's actually one that I've always said, if you just gave me the schedule and, and told me I could schedule it, and I believe Missouri's actually had discussions about it in the past, and it was shot down, is Notre Dame. 
Mm-hmm. A, I want to see a game there. B, it's it's again, it's a name people will notice if you beat Notre Dame, but Notre Dame is not what Notre Dame used to be. Yeah, definitely. If you well, yeah, when you brought up this question originally, when we started with basketball, Notre Dame was probably going to be my first answer for football, especially when we got into the whole selfish reasoning thing. Right. Uh, I I have actually watched one game up in up in South Bend. Very cool. Um, but yeah, the uh, that would be that's a that's a you know that would be a, an exciting game that a lot of people would travel for. Um, I think Nebraska would work. I think Iowa was actually recently brought up on our message boards. I think that yeah. that could have some appeal. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean. You know, you don't want to you don't want to schedule a game with like Oklahoma, even though they've there's been some some right. sort of rivalry and, in the past. With yeah, Missouri but Missouri Oklahoma, Oklahoma like, I don't think like rivalry. I think oh yeah, yeah, you your brains beat in right. the vast majority of the <laughs> right, time. Right, right. You know, um, I, yeah, I can't think of anything else off the top. Going back of my a head. few years, Dan Beebe wants to revive the rivalry between Missouri and Texas Tech. So maybe that's <laughs> something we could do. Yeah, that that just brutal <laughs> rivalry, yeah. the hatred on both sides. Wow. Yes. Um, but yeah, Notre Dame, uh, Nebraska. Iowa, those are the ones. Uh, Wisconsin would be mm-hmm. one I'd be interested. I've heard Camp Randall is yeah. amazing. Yeah, so Absolutely. that'd Just be one to get I'd that be early interested. in the schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to Wisconsin in November, you know. But um, so there, there's our picks. Uh, hopefully, enough people will listen to this that maybe some of you will give you give us your picks. Uh, maybe not. Frankly, I mean, I I don't know. Mitchell might care. Um, but uh, I'm always always interested to hear your opinion. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Nothing else going on, right? Yeah, no, uh, we'll be doing a little bit of football recruiting coverage uh, this summer. Yeah, camps start next Friday. Missouri is, is I believe, down at Pittsburgh State for kind of a one-day camp. They'll have a camp there. They'll have a camp in, in St. Louis, a camp in Kansas City. Um, and I don't know. We'll see. Maybe things will start to happen. Yeah. Until then, we'll be doing stuff like this. <laughs> right. Until then, we'll uh, we'll come up with something else to make up for next Thursday. Thanks for listening.